Welcome to Own Your Edge with Dr. D, the podcast that guides you to becoming a bold, inspired, and redesigned thinker in business, work, and life. And now your host, Dr. D. Welcome to Own Your Edge with a series called Making Your Headway with Your Inner Dialogue, Six Ways to Take Charge of Your Inner Critic. I'm your host, Dr. D, and this title is called Realistic Thinking versus Reality Testing. One of our greatest tools in the journey of owning your edge is your mind. And as originators, it's very important to start with our mindset. So I'm really excited about these six episodes because it allows you to dive in deep and start with you. All six episodes have coaching strategies and resources at the end. This podcast is about you taking those bold, inspired steps in your life, your business, or your leadership. Our originators, you develop an abundant, resourceful mind. It allows you to increase your income, find new opportunities, explore new ventures, and develop better relationships. In this episode, we'll explore several areas. First, we'll define what's the difference between realistic thinking and reality testing. And then I will take you into why it's important to utilize what we call in positive psych or coaching positive testing and reframing. In part three, we're going to walk through several different strategies that will help you practice to redesign your way of thinking in this area. And finally, of course, I love to share some resources you can explore this even farther. So as we get started, let's start with what is the difference? So this is an area I really want you to gain new confidence. And practice is helping you define how you can and want to interpret the world around you, specifically interactions with people. So often I have new clients that come to me specifically because they're stressed out about a job or an interaction with someone at the job. So today we want to peel back the myths of what is reality and realistic and uncover the freedom of using reality testing or the post frame, as we call it. So realistic thinking, if you look up realistic thinking in the Wikipedia or a dictionary, it is defined as having or showing a sensible or practical idea that could be achieved. So based on this theory, it's based on what is not wanted or hoped for, but what is sensible. So many people will say, I'm just being realistic. Or I don't want to think outside the box because it's not being realistic. Originators, we want to rip that back and say, we do not do realistic thinking. We do realistic or reality testing. There's a big difference. So as you hear realistic thinking, just think that it really uses very little part of your brain genius because it's saying whatever is just barely what we can do, we'll do. And so we want to explore beyond that. Now, reality testing is a different way of thinking. It's defined as a way of portraying thinking or thinking about reality. Now, in neurocoaching, when I teach clients, I really want them to build a new neural pathway to their higher brain. And what most people do is with their language is they're in what we call the midbrain and that's our fight, flight, or freeze. And so in reactions, we are in that mode. So today I want you to explore 
some of these techniques later on that will help you to rewire your programmer to reinterpret the world in a way that lets you be that originator. So reality testing is a concept that started in the 1900s. So it's been around positive psychology, gave it a twist and said, you know what? We really create the reality we make up. And so one thing that we want to do is test the situation. And rather than just taking it in, step back and say, what is my hope or fears that what it might be? And what can I do to change it around to say there's something else here? Reality testing allows us to distinguish between what is real and what isn't. And we'll talk more about that because we make up our reality. We make up inferences from people. We want to start reality testing, which is not ever assume what the other person's thinking, saying, or doing, not judging it, not creating that space around it, simply being objective and not personalizing it and think about what would you like to see. It also allows us to judge situations more appropriately. So reality testing is instead of saying that person did this because they said this, it's really saying I don't have enough information to really assess that or let me be objective about this. What could be other possibilities? It also allows us to notice our feelings, which is very important in leadership, origination, or just being your own person. So the next part is how do you or I create a reality test versus being realistic? We are all have thoughts and ideas, which at any point they can become overwhelming or they can imagine a worst case scenario. During these times when we experience those theories, feelings, or worries, we begin to think negatively. It becomes what we call somewhat of a cycle of despair. So when we reality test, we want to see a situation from many angles, not the first negative one. Last episode, we talked about, is this helpful or not? I want you to do the same thing too is ask yourself, is this helpful? The way I view this situation or person, is it helpful? If it's not, let's step back. Secondly, you can build reality testing by taking time to make sure you're not in judgment of the situation. So avoid rushing into assumptions or immediate thoughts. Watch for your patterns of thinking in there. Remember that other people have their own thoughts and feelings regarding the situation. They are making up their own reality. And sometimes you're not even part of that. It could be something that happened before their interaction with you that caused them to think, be, or act the way they do. So really test that most situations we misread. Go with that promotion instead of saying, I read this accurately and it's making me feel bad. So let me give you an example of reality testing. For example, a phrase could be, I just said good morning to Bob in a meeting and he didn't answer. He must be mad at me for something I've done. This is a common theme people will use. It's called jumping to conclusions or mind reading. The reality testing would say, let's take this. There may be many other explanations for Bob. I'm going to assume he didn't see me. 
perhaps he had something going on the morning of. No matter what, it's more helpful to think about if I reach out to Bob differently, he would receive it differently. Here's another common example that people hear with communication, because as a coach, I love working with communicators and helping them improve that. For example, they may come up with Jill confronted me in a meeting and I did not know what to say. I froze and they stay in that froze area. So then they made the conclusion that all conversations that they will have with Jill will be confrontational. Okay, that's realistic thinking. That is not reality thinking. So reality thinking would be instead, actually, Jill led a discussion with me. I did sense that she had more to talk about. I wasn't totally comfortable and I did not have a response. Therefore, I'm going to post frame. That's what we call it. I'm going to write some talking points from that conversation and connect with Jane or Jill over this at a later time. So we want to create the reality that's most beneficial to us. Now, there's a wonderful author, Patterson, that has a book called Crucial Conversations. And the Crucial Conversations, one thing you learn is always consider your interactions as what is your highest intention? What is your highest intention for the other person? And what is your mutual purpose? That's paraphrasing what it does. But that's how, as a coach, I help people communicate better. And so what we want to do in reality testing, number one, we're going to practice what is called a reframe. Reframe questions, they help us answer the what. So in this episode, I want you to learn about the quality of your question is very important. The quality of your question is very important because we're going to stop asking ourselves the why question. It doesn't get us anywhere. So a reframe question could be, what is my evidence for thinking this way? Am I jumping to a negative conclusion or is the way I'm thinking about this helpful? How can I get more information about this situation to see if what I am thinking is accurate or inaccurate? So we call these questions of clarification. Number two as a strategy is to explore at least three different alternate examples. So let's say you have a situation and it's with a person. Remind yourself you create your reality. You get to change it with practice at any moment, which is so freeing. It's so exciting to think about. I'm not going to anchor myself on that person. I get to have a positive ripple effect on that person. I simply need to look at alternative explanations. Maybe you're in a situation that got stressful, like at an airport or at an event that you did not have information or your plane was late, we want to go right away and go to the reality testing of seeking alternative explanations. It's called a reframe instead of a post frame, but it's called a different type of reframe. So one really good, powerful question to always have in your pocket or think about is, what are other ways I can look at the situation? And let me come up with at least three different ways I can look at the situation. For example, if your plane is late, most people will say, no, I'm at my plane is late. I'm going to miss the next plane. And then I'm going to lose all this money. No one's going to help me. That's the tendency. That's why airports are so stressful. What we're going to do instead is say, I'm going to look at it two different ways. If my plane is late, I trust 
that I will find another plane. I trust that there's people in customer service that can help me or my plane may be late, but yet it will make the other plane on time. You want to have what we call open perception and get your brain to explore different options so it stays out of midbrain. Another good alternative explanation question is, what else could this mean? The way they said that, what else could mean? What would I like it to mean? What would be helpful from this? And what positive effect or view can I have on this situation? We make better decisions when we are in the reframe reality testing than we are in realistic thinking. That's what the research will show us. It simply is when I am seeing my world in a meta view, I tend not to trigger my midbrain, which is our fight, flight, or freeze. Wonderful. So the third piece of this process, or we call it the third strategy, is do not take things personally. This is a powerful tool. This is where I start with a lot of my clients. If you realize I'm not going to take anyone or anything personally, I'm going to stead, step back and be curious about the situation. It allows your brain to say what else is possible. In fact, we know the word curious, fascinating, interesting, actually on scans will show that the brain activity goes to the top part of the brain, like the prefrontal cortex, and says there are more choices here. Instead of when we say, I'm angry about this, I'm trapped, our activity in the brain stays in the, by the amygdala, which is what causes us that terrible feelings of fight, flight, overwhelmness, or anger. So write down what you notice and say, if I don't take this personally, what is something new I could learn from this? And if this is not about me, it's about somebody else. What freedom do I have in this? Another way to do this third strategy of not taking things personally is write down what is the situation. Just put it on a piece of paper. On the left-hand side, you write down what is the situation. On the right-hand side or below, you'd say, what am I thinking or telling myself? And then below that, you're going to say on a scale one to 10, how helpful is it? One. It's creating a lot of angst, four or five. It is creating some angst or I'm a little embarrassed or I'm a little fearful all the way to 10, which means I feel freedom in this. I know some actions to take. So again, the three steps or practices are practice reframing your questions with reality testing. Two, explore the reframe of using three alternate examples. And third strategy, don't take things personally. Again, what I desire for you is to become an originator on your path and to inspire others to make best practices. There are additional resources in the show notes that are wonderful places that you could practice, different books that you can read and continue to learn about this. Join us also on Bell or Blue Egg Transformations page. There are free resources for you. Remember, being an originator is not for everyone. It means continually challenging old thought patterns, designing your life very deliberately, and developing practices that ignite brilliance. 
It takes courage, resourcefulness to follow this podcast series. Yet on the other side, you will have opened a whole new perspective. Until next time, originators, play in bold, lean into the uncomfortable, and live life as an originator. Thank you for listening to Own Your Edge with Dr. D. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure to check out the show notes for tools, strategies, and guest information. You can even download a chapter of Dr. D's book, Generous Authority, at ownyouredgepodcast.com. Stay tuned for the next episode.